Welcome to the Good Fiction Podcast. Join us as we continue with Darkest Darker Dark, Episode 13. The feelings of doubt and distrust and anger consume Nathan like a fire, chewing up dried grass and trees. The pictures of fires in the Northwest were so common on TV now. His anger, like an out-of-control forest fire, threatened harm. He felt the ability to be that way welling up inside of him. It scared him, yet he didn't try to stop it. It was almost as if he wanted to gather within himself the courage to do whatever it is he was going to need to do. The unanswered question of what exactly that was still hadn't resolved itself. Nathan walked back to where he had dropped his bike after Debbie and Miller had shut the door behind them. For now, he'd wait. Something told him to. It was a strange feeling. Not some voice speaking from out of the clouds, but maybe it was just his unanswered question. Either way, he was waiting, thinking, deciding. He picked his bike up and walked it around until he found a spot where he could stand with it out of sight of the Starbucks. But he was still able to see the blue Honda Accord from where he was. The wait was agonizing. It was decision time. He pictured Mr. Marshall looking up from his latte with a surprised look. In his mind, he could see Debbie relaxed, enjoying Marshall's company. He imagined his anger turning to rage as they all stood there looking at each other with dumbfounded, angry looks on their faces. No one would really know how to react or know what to do, he thought. Once he did that, there would be no turning back. Whatever damage was caused by that confrontation would forever be that damage. If he walked in the Starbucks like his urges were whispering loudly in his mind to do, that could be very well the start of a chain reaction of events that would lead to a lot of heartache, his heartache to be specific. First of all, it could absolutely end his relationship with Debbie. He refused to allow himself to think that despite the circumstances, it was over between them. He didn't know for sure what was going on, and even though she'd lied, she certainly deserved the benefit of the doubt. The chances existed that he had way overreacted to what he was witnessing. Walking in that Starbucks could certainly make him the bad guy when it was all said and done. It could be that Debbie could explain everything away and leave him holding the bag of guilt and distrust. Then there was the issue of a teacher being out with a student. That surely was a big no-no and could account for the lie. If the information got out that this had occurred and the entire thing was innocent, then not only Debbie's reputation could be tarnished, but Mr. Marshall's career could take a hit too. The implications were very serious indeed. Still, the little voices of conscience were singing like battling choirs for his attention. The whispers had turned to shouts of this and that's and whys and ifs. Between stanzas of beautiful reason came yells of ugly anger. 
Nathan glanced at his watch and was surprised to see that 45 minutes had elapsed since he'd begun his cop-like surveillance of the Starbucks. The opening door caught him by surprise. Debbie's giggle, that unmistakable I'm-having-a-good-time giggle she had, was soon to follow as she stepped through the door. Marshall was right behind her. They took off toward his car, smiling and looking happy. Debbie was sipping her Starbucks treat, and Marshall was carefully unwrapping a piece of gum. He tossed the yellow wrapper on the concrete of the parking lot, and it skidded immediately away as the cool spring breeze caught it. Nathan got on his bike and readied himself. The decision was quickly made to follow. He'd come this far. They surely weren't going back to the library, or were they? Not likely, mumbled Nathan out loud. Debbie had a free ticket to be out for at least three more hours. They looked comfortable, like they somehow were supposed to be with each other. That thought went against Nathan's reasoning, though. They looked like father and daughter, but Nathan thought the worst. He couldn't help it. Reason fought emotion, and emotion seemed to be winning in the constant battle that raged in his head. Scud missiles were launched at his heart, just as he would start a sentence with the words, Maybe she's... Marshall opened the passenger side door for Debbie like a man would for his date. More confusion. More contradictions. As they backed up, Nathan readied himself for the chase. It was on. The white backing lights turned to clear plastic and the tires gave the slightest bark as the teacher put his Honda in drive. Once again, Nathan was pressing hard on the pedals. His muscles started screaming again, but this was way too important to allow some soreness to get in his way. They had at least a 10 to 15 second head start from the Starbucks before Nathan had made it to that same spot. He barely gave a look up to see if he was safe from oncoming traffic as he took a wide turn out into the street. His speed was not as its max, but close to it. He saw that the Honda had turned left into traffic and he did the same. The first intersection proved to be a problem. Marshall went through with the light at yellow. When Nathan made it, the light was red and cars streamed from left to right and right to left at speed limit in front of him. He'd have to wait. Now he was straining to keep visual contact with Debbie and the Honda. He needed them to get caught by a light. Things didn't look good though. The light at the next intersection was green. By the time he made it, one more block to that light, it would surely be red again. He steadied himself on the bike and pushed hard on the pedals as soon as the traffic flow in front of him stopped. The light was yet to turn green when he started. He prayed no one would run the light, and he was in the intersection in front of all the cars that had lined up waiting for the light to turn. Sometimes, luck happens. Marshall was stopped at the next intersection. The light had turned red. There was a line of maybe 10 cars, and Marshall was next to last. 
Nathan could see the top of the car only, but the color was unmistakable. It was them. The light turned green and he ducked his head as he pushed hard and shifted into fifth gear. The chain made a funny sound like it didn't catch properly. The pedal suddenly lost all resistance and spun freely around and around, faster than any human could possibly make them go, but the bike was slowing. Sometimes luck happens. The chain had slipped off. Nathan watched the blue accord carrying Debbie and Mr. Marshall until he couldn't see them anymore as his broken bike rolled to a stop. The bike was busted. So was the plan. Whatever end result that was going to be was not going to happen now. In some ways, he felt some relief. There wasn't going to be any confrontation, not immediately anyway. That part of his angered mind took a deep restful breath he was going to have to figure out what to do next the bad part or was it the good part was still an unanswered group of questions if questions could make a rat's nest in someone's head this would be it where did Debbie and Marshall go he might never know the answer to that question maybe it was just as well maybe he didn't want to know Maybe he'd seen enough. He started walking his bike back in the direction he came from. A long way from home, it was going to take him quite a while to get back. The sun was much lower in the sky than it was when his adventure had started. The wind was picking up and turning cooler. He wished he'd brought a jacket. The clear skies often meant cooler weather when the sun started setting, despite the warm day. There were no clouds to trap the heat. Funny the little things someone could learn when watching the Weather Channel. He hadn't planned to be gone from home so long. Hopefully his friend Justin wouldn't call and burn his cover story. These two thoughts were giving him the motivation to keep his walking pace quick and steady. Maybe he would still be able to beat Debbie home. Then there was the problem of getting his bike back into the garage. He hadn't left with it, so surely someone had noticed that. Most likely his mother had noticed. She was like that. His pace was steady, but agitated by sore muscles. They were different muscles than he had been fighting while riding his bike. The urge to get high was strong. He didn't just want it. He needed it. It would totally eliminate the pain. All of it. He felt himself getting teary-eyed as he replayed Debbie's lie about going to the library. The blurry view of life going on normally all around him made him sadder. How could people keep smiling when someone next to them was hurting so much? The tears in his eyes were distorting his vision. By the time he'd made it back to the Starbucks, his flood of emotion had temporarily ceased. He could hardly even bear to look over towards the Starbucks and even cross the street to keep from being on the same sidewalk that fed into the parking lot where he'd seen Debbie and Mr. Marshall go off on their merry way. Past the Starbucks, 
he continued to walk his injured bike past the traffic full of Saturday evening cars with people on their way to do what people do on Saturday evenings. He was about to make the corner when he saw the blue Honda appear into the corner of his vision. He turned quickly and stood like a deer caught in headlights about to meet their untimely end. He was busted. Or was he? Even though there was nowhere to hide, it didn't seem that they had noticed him. The car was at least 30 or 40 yards in front of him, and he could clearly see Debbie and Marshall through the windshield. They were arguing. Just as the Honda turned to the driveway, Nathan saw the absolute most disturbing thing he'd ever seen in his entire life. There are defining times in everyone's life when something happens to cause changes that can never be reversed. Times when the light bulb of life comes on brightly, then shatters with the pop of knowledge learned. Sometimes that knowledge of life can be disappointing and disturbing. It's the kind of knowledge that only comes with experience. It's the kind of experience that comes mostly with age. This knowledge is a result of growing up, and when it's sought, it will be found. Mr. Marshall, popular history teacher, Mr. Marshall, brought his arm up across his face, then with the speed of a batter's swing at a ball, brought the back of his hand across Debbie's face. Then he repeated the act of brutality at least three more times. He hit her quickly and hard. The last thing Nathan saw before the Accord disappeared into the parking lot was Debbie's mouth open and her hands in defense in front of her. He could only guess that her open mouth filled the car with a scream of fear. He dropped the bike and took off at full sprint toward the car. He heard the speeding tires of an angry man behind the wheel as the car went out of sight. He could tell from the sound that the car was being turned around. Without even stopping to check the oncoming traffic, Marshall guided the car into the street with rage. The tires were squealing. An oncoming car had to lock their brakes to keep from slamming into the passenger side. Another one swerved, narrowly missing Marshall and Debbie his horn blaring the entire time. As they began to speed off, Nathan could see Debbie looking at him directly in the eyes. She had seen him. He was close enough to her to see that the red welt had already started to grow on her face. There was blood coming from her nose and bottom lip. He continued at his attempt to sprint to her to rescue her, but it was useless. They were gone. Jumping to his knees, he tried to catch his breath. The sprint, combined with the shock of what he'd seen, had drained him. He replayed the scene over and over again in his mind as he kneeled. The sun was starting to set over his left shoulder, and it glowed with an orange intensity that lit the early evening sky with its message of time. Time had paused, things had indeed changed, and the setting sun would bring a rising sun, 
and the knowledge waiting in a new day. His breath caught, but his confusion was raging. Nathan picked himself up and did the only thing he could do. He started to walk home. He walked past the broken bike, leaving it where it lay. Maybe someone would pick it up and fix it. Maybe someone else would enjoy it. Whatever. He didn't want it anymore. He was too old for bikes now. By the time he made it home, the sun had set. The cool wind had turned cold. The door was locked, so he reached into his front pocket to pull out the house key he always carried. The twisted strands of braided leather with beads at the end he'd made so many years before as a child had kept his house key in reach for years now. It wasn't unusual for him to find the door locked. His parents were notorious for going out to a movie on Saturday nights. His head still reeling from the events of the afternoon. And the soreness in his legs was starting to return as he ended his journey. All he wanted to do was get on the couch in the living room. No TV, no stereo. He wanted to get to the couch and rest for a little while, then float. No way was this day ending without shooting up. The living room was dark. As he shut the door, he heard a sob. He found Debbie sitting on the couch. Her knees clutched in front of her body and her face lying on top of them. All he could see clearly was her back heaving with each sob. He walked up to her slowly and touched her long brown hair. She looked up at him. Her face was bruised. Her lip was busted and swollen. Her face strewn with tears. Thank you for listening. Join us next time as we continue with Darkest Darker Dark. I'm Rodney Mathers. Goodbye for now.